Welcome to Beyond Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver about the Gunslinger, Chapter 2, The Waystation. Also, the first book in the Dark Tower series. So we're still going through that. We've only done one. This is the second exciting one. We're more organized this time. If you happen to get into the other <laughs> one, like, hey, this is really long. We're a little more organized. We yeah. think we know what's going on. Well, it also didn't help that when we originally started, we didn't realize how the original version differed so much from the newer one. So we spent half the podcast figuring out the differences. Well, I went ahead. She got herself a new book. She was mighty fancy and read the chapter two twice in both versions. So yes. we kind of we still have some comparisons. We can see where they change, where he changed, what he decided to take out, put in a little bit. But we're not going to have to jump back and forth so much. Yes, I'm organized with my notes, so this whole thing should just be a little smoother. It's going to be a little quicker. The chapter itself is, I think, like 50 pages instead of the 70 something we read last time. So page numbers. Page numbers, and we're going to be all right. So we'll start, of course, with um, our books somehow are still different. Oh, God. I don't, yeah. Or at least where the pages start. So for me, it starts on page 73. For her, 79. Yes. But we start off with a rhyme, essentially. Yes. A children's story bed rhyme, kind of. Story. Or at least that's how he describes it. Yes. It's, it's one of those... It, it's not quite a lullaby, but... It's not. It's what we... This is just... This is like a kid's rhyme. Yeah. That's really all it is. For him, it was a bedtime story. I forgot. Like, okay. So, essentially, it's, you know, the rain in Spain. I mean, we're all, we've all heard it. At least, I know I have. I know. Not, not, I've never heard the whole thing yeah. until the book. Also, I don't even know if these are the exact words. It's not something I looked up. Yeah. But... They may be... I actually probably feel like they're probably semi-different. Yeah. Um, but as far as that goes... To me, it's just something that's said, kind of like a Mother Goose rhyme. It's not really a, mm-hmm. this is your bedtime story. But it wasn't, it wasn't a bedtime, it was a, uh, for him, it wasn't a bedtime story. It was a, was it nap time story? Yes. Because there's it, a very particular quote, like very shortly after this. That I don't remember if I wrote down, is it, all small boys are born to the high speech and must face the darkness alone. Yes. So they can't have any bedtime stories. Yes. No bedtime stories. I assume that means that there's no night lights. No. No. no this doesn't seem like a world that we say <laughs> we're going to give you a night light. No. He. How old is he right here? I. You I think? don't actually think it says I ever. Like I don't know. I don't think he. It they doesn't put mention an age, an age. Him, No. But we can assume this is, I believe, a couple years before his um him going to manhood. Yeah. He does that early. What age was that? That was like 13 or 12 or something? Like really early. So. It was a couple years even yeah, before his father went. Yes, because he wasn't supposed to, but that will be in another chapter. So, or... Another book. Another, yeah. <laughs> essentially, that's another, essentially, that's in another book. Yeah, um, we'll go over that. It uh, touches on things around that a lot yes. in this, but it doesn't actually go into him um, going into whatever, the manhood trial. As far as the first page goes, I mean, it's not like a major life changer for the books. But yes, there is a difference in the poems. Um, are there? Yeah. Really? It's, uh, it's very minor. It's just some of the lyrics are, or lines, limerick, limerick, limericks, I don't even know, are different. But it doesn't change the poem to make it, how would you say it? 
it still pretty much gives the same poem. I think it might be a little shorter. Hmm. But well, I'm going to read the poem just so y'all know what it is. I don't know if you read the book. I don't know if that's how you're keeping up. I don't know if you like listening to us talk. <laughs> no one really knows. But it says, The rain in Spain falls on the plain. There's joy and, there, and also pain. But the rain in Spain falls on the plain. Time's a sheet. Life's a strain. All the things we know will change. And all those things remain the same. But be ye mad or only sane, the rain in Spain falls on the plain. We walk in love but fly in chains. And the plains in Spain fall in the rain. Yes. And immediately right after that, it does say that he didn't really know what a plane was. <laughs> he didn't know what a plane was. Like an airplane. Like it's P-L-A-N-E. Mm-hmm. Plane. Um, but I don't think it said that in the original. Like, if I remember right, that was one of the things that changed, just because... Well, he wouldn't know. And yeah. this... This is a world that's moved on. It's like the term they use a lot, yeah, as this world has moved on. Yes. It's... There's so many things that reminiscent of our world. Yeah. But it seems like some great catastrophe... Ooh, that's not how you say that word. <laughs> great, tragic thing happened, and... We've then been set backwards, and now we're kind of back to this Western world, and things are trying to move back forward, yeah. but we haven't. It's a weird time, and we're going to constantly be reminded that there was an interesting world before this happened, yes. like a future way past even where we are now. To me, it's almost like sometimes when I view the view their world, it almost reminds me of the Book of Eli. Except it would have mm-hmm. happened, like, even way beyond that. Like, mm-hmm. technology would have had to advance a lot farther before that well, happened. Look at Eli took place, like, if things happen now, and there's a little way later, and then yes. we're remnants of this time. This is like if we made it a couple hundred years in the future, and then things went to crap. Yeah. And then this is like, what, how long later? Hundreds and hundreds of years later, yeah. I would assume. And being that he was born... What seems like after it already had moved on, he doesn't know a lot of what things are. Plus, another thing that comes up is, um, like, it's, it's, I don't know. A a lot, another reoccurring theme in the Dark Tower books is where and when. No one seems to know those questions exactly. (laughs) Like, you don't know a where, you don't know a when, so... And there's, you know, where time is wins. now. The place yeah. is here. Oh. Or the place is here. The time is now. <laughs> the twilight zone. The twilight zone. It works for it too, though. <laughs> um. What was your next note as far as something weird? He just says he was out of water. I don't okay. know why I put that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we even get to that, one of the one of the major things I found in the original version, actually. Was that there is a grammar error. A big grammar error. Okay. So at one point, it's right after the rhyme. He says, he pretty much talks about how his mother, his mother would be the one that would sing it to him. Mm -hmm. But not at bedtimes, at nap time. Nap time, of course. Okay. In the original version, it actually says his father sings it to him, but then changes it to she did not sing it at bedtime. So, essentially, he chose the father, and then I, uh, two, it just seems like two or three words later, he... I, it just uh, seems like a strange... some weird grammar 
not even grammar. It's just a, a word that got thrown in or something happened in the press. Something happened and something got switched. To me, it almost seems like with how little they actually mention um, his mother in the original version, it's almost like he didn't he didn't want to put the mom in there, like didn't want to use his mother, so that he put it in his father, but his brain automatically clicked over to it's the mother but that see, this is the thing that gets caught in the publishing part yes. and all that. Where so, was your editor? <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. It just seems it's a weird thing. I don't know how it yeah. happened. I don't know how these things happen. I don't know how book publishing happens. So, um, mom. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, My next one is just it's just about how him saying that he doesn't remember like he's been wandering for a while through this desert. <laughs> like if you remember from like if you listened to us last time or if you read yes. the book, yeah, if big if please, um, you realize that he left Tull and has now been wandering through that desert that no one knows to see him what is beyond. Well, him. he went from Tull to the hut. With Zoltan and the guy. Oh, that's right. And then, and then from there, because that yes. was still the hard land. Yes. And from there was the desert. desert. Yes, that's right. And then we pick up immediately in the second chapter with this, like, him remembering his mother in this rhyme, and we pick up with him in the desert. Yes. And it's literally, he's kind of, just like every story you ever hear about people in the desert, they're starting to, starting to kind of slip. So and slip and that's, where this, that's why I wrote it. He's, he's out of water, because... He's out of water. Yeah. Before, like, originally when it opened up on the, what was it, the first, yeah, the first page of the first chapter, it's like, oh, he has some water. He's not really, you know, he's thirsty. He's thirsty. Now he's gone through the desert, and he's out of water. Yeah. He's not doing well. Uh, I know it talks about, yeah, it talks about him. I had something. It was there. It was there. I know that he's trying to remember what... He could no longer remember what uh, the bird's name was. He couldn't remember the Zoltan's name. And in the uh, old version, he actually says he couldn't remember the raven's name. And then in this one, it's he couldn't remember the bird's name. Hmm. Now, it's not a big change, Odd change but, yeah. but yeah. I know it says... The thing I was trying to say, trying to get there, is he hasn't fallen yet. But he knows yes. he will. Yes, it, he goes on pretty much to say that it's like he feels himself falling, but he doesn't want to. He knows that no one is around, but it's his pride. Pride that keeps him up. Yes. He doesn't want to fall because of his pride. Yes, and there's no one to see it happen, but it's him, you know. And of course, he does fall. Yes. He does fall. And he scrapes his hands, and then, which is interesting in the, I don't know, I don't know how sand works, but... <laughs> What do you mean you don't know how sand works? As far he scrapes his hand well, on the sand? No, it says he scrapes his hands on the hard pan, meaning it's that, like, if you've ever seen pictures of where lakes have dried up, mm. it's, like, just, like, crusty. I thought, but I thought we were in the desert. I think we were in yeah. the hard pan so much. But, um, That's what it is. But, yeah, he pretty much scrapes his hand, and he's sitting there looking at it and just looking at the blood just starting to come out, and he hates it. He's <laughs> cursing his own blood. <laughs> Because, you know, it wants for nothing. So we move on from there, which goes to the next page. Um, or for me, picks up, he thinks he sees the man in black. Ah, yes. 
because this is the what is this? The bottom of the next page. Because he sees the buildings and he sees someone yes. at the buildings. And he thinks it's the man in black. He thinks he's gotten there. Of course, he's a little delirious at this point, but oh, he yeah. thinks he's I, gotten I mean, there. At first, I want to say, like, when he first saw something, because that was the thing, is that he. What was it? Was it. Um, I don't remember. But yes, he he looks at the buildings. He sees a shadow moving within, like the shadow of the. I guess there's a farmhouse, a inn, a. Someone sh- sat in the shadow, leaning against the building, and the building seemed to lean with the burden of his weight. Him then, at least the man, in black. Yes. He has seen mm. the man in black. Or he thinks he's seen the man in black. He's seen someone. And he's a little delirious. Well, yeah. It's like you've been traveling this desert searching for this guy for how many years? And you've been trying to get closer and closer. And then suddenly, dude, he stopped for you. What? Wh- why? So he's, no more searching. Yeah. So he, thinking he's seen the man in black. That's what it was. Um... When he originally saw the hut, like the house, the mm-hmm. hut and everything, he thought it was a mirage. Oh. He, he had looked up, he saw it in front of him and kept walking and kept walking. Because then he had fallen and he was sitting there cursing his hands and stuff like that. And then as he gets up, he doesn't realize like he got really close and it scares him. Like he gives <laughs> like a startled, it says that he, a dust choked crow, co- croak. Because he... It's like it was just suddenly in front of him, and it was he didn't I guess didn't believe he'd ever make it there. <laughs> oh, but she's still not that close no. because it says since he sees the man in black, he runs. This man who has no water <laughs> is almost choking on the air around him. Runs the last fourth mile to try to get the man in black. Oh yeah, and he of course is geared for it. He's already drawing his gun. Oh, yeah, the gun's out. He kicks down the fence. <laughs> before realizing that, huh, the, the man in black seems to have shrunk two feet. Yes. And he has white hair. I loved it because he's like, my God, he has worn away to nothing. <laughs> What's happened to him? Oh, yeah, he's really worn oh, away. This he man, lost some inches. Just... He, I mean... That's really weighing down somewhat. <laughs> if you get two feet shorter, things have happened. Yeah, I think so. You you maybe lost some legs. You might... You've done something. I mean, you're footless at this point. You've been caught off at the calf. Not the knees. <laughs> some things have happened. Um. And then I think he just passes out. Um. He has his guns on him. He says something. He, what happens is... He sees him, he keeps running towards him, and as the figure kind of stands up and kind of looks at him, he stops slowly, then looks at the ground, and then kind of looks back up and realizes there's a boy standing in front of him. And it's almost like he's defeated and confused at the same time, because he kind of just lowers his gun, lowers his head, and walks into the barn. He did not walk into the barn. Yes, he did. He, he, walks, walks, he does he not wa- walk into the barn. Yes, he walks into the barn the and, then passes and then falls right on his face because 
he spins around and sees that the boy had followed him and then just lands right on his face. Blinkly shook his head. I read the book so twice. That doesn't matter! <laughs> Sorry, I read the chapter oh, twice. Ah, he was so he shook his head again and started the stable with... I'm sorry, the stable, the not stable. the barn. <laughs> My bad. So fell over on his face. Uh, which then we... Blah, blah, blah. I don't know why, but I wrote down um, Jake's manner and introduction. So apparently that was a difference between the old book and the new book. Like how? Because the next thing I have skips a couple pages when? and just goes to the um, story about Jake when he hypnotizes him. Yeah, this is shortly before that. Um, he actually, like, uh, that's what it was. Literally, you know, Roland wakes up. Jake has Jake couldn't move him, so he just put some hay under his head. Yeah. Thing. He tried. He tried. Um, He's still a boy of 10 or 11. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but um, he, in the newer version, he says, Would you want something to eat, sir? In the old one, he just says, You want to eat? Or, like, he, he pretty much goes, You want food? Like, he just is really short. It has no, like, really manners to it. Like, he doesn't sound like he's from a prep school. It pretty much was just like, do you want food? Do you want food? Um, Also, he's like, my name is John Chambers. You can call me Jake. I have a friend. Well, sort of a friend. She works for us. Who calls me Bama sometimes. But you can call me Jake. Non-existent in the old version. He just says, my name is John Chambers. You can call me Jake. And that is it. Because I don't think they got into that yet. Yes. He adds it back in and on these, this particular version because that's not brought back up until the next book. Yeah, Dawning of the Three. No, um, oh, it, Jake's past. No, uh, when he hypnotizes him, he ta- she ta- he oh, talks maybe. about he goes uh, yeah. he talks about the nanny and how she mm. calls him Bama. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a, it's a couple more. pages away, and it's in the old book, but for some He's, reason, just that point, he doesn't expand his introduction. He's just very short. Very short with everything, and we don't get a lot. Yeah. For some reason, he felt that he needed to add this weird thing. It makes he, it makes Jake seem like he hasn't been here as long, and yes. maybe he's not quite as in shock from being here. Yeah. Um, but yes, they had, uh, like you said, his whole, the boy was well-made, handsome, perhaps, perhaps 10 <laughs> or 11. In the old one, it just says... The boy was well made, perhaps nine. Perhaps nine. That's a big difference. That's a couple of years yes. adding to poor little Jake there. You, you, you go from, this is a nine-year-old who is just randomly in the middle of the desert to, oh, maybe he's ten or eleven. Like, It's different, but again, it makes me think maybe later in the books that maybe he has made Jake to be a little bit older than he originally had maybe put him in the original, and it just felt right yeah. to make him 11. So in the later books, he's more like 13 or 14. Yes. He's a young teen. I think it helps... I think it helps move the story in a certain direction or in different directions because when you have a child of a certain younger age, like, things happening is a lot... Things happening to him or things happening to that child, whatever, is a little bit more shocking. And then you hit the teen years and you're like, I can see that more or less happening compared to like a 10-year-old. 
And it goes from a where he feels like a kid, kid to me, like oh, he's almost like a preteen. He's yeah. not as doesn't feel as young. Yes. Which of course, at some point, we're going to get some really shocking stuff they throw in here. In my personal opinion. Um, but here's the other thing that I liked, and that was difference, a different thing between the two of them, is that right after that, so he says perhaps ten or eleven. He says, there had been a shadow of fear on his face, but that was all right. The gunslinger would have trusted him far less if the boy hadn't shown fear. Mm -hmm. In the old version, it says, the boy was well made, perhaps nine. There had been a shadow on his face, but there were shadows on all faces now. It's different. It's like, it's one of those things like, not really a lot of reason to change it. But it gives them more of a reason to explain what might, yeah. why he kind of likes Jake, why he trusts yeah. Jake a little bit. I just really liked that because it was like, you went from there are shadows on all faces now, meaning it kind of gave, kind of gave you that sense that everyone who interacts with the gunslinger feels fear, or just kind of stays <laughs> away from him, or you know, everyone just has that. The shadow, the the hunker down, you see him pass by, you're not going to look at him thing. Meanwhile, I think he just explained it more for the flow where it just says, but that was all right, the gunslinger would have trusted him far less if there was if yeah, there was no fear. This is the boy. Yes. And it makes sense that he would fear this guy with guns on him. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it from that area. The next one I have is on the next page, but what was your next one? My, oh, yours was the was like one of the last, very last thing he said. He says, "Maybe I was. I thought you were somebody else, the priest." Yes. Um, like right before. Looked up sharply. Um, where was it? Okay, eighty-five in the new one. Okay, so yes, it was right. It was when he was saying like the priest, and then he, of course, the, it says the gunslinger looked up sharply. Um. Was it? Is it? I I don't know. I love Jake. He's just like I don't like people. They fuck me up. I'm like, yeah. damn Jake. I agree. I like Jake like, a lot. I, I, I and when we go through his past, I like him more. Yeah. But it's like I I definitely feel you, Jake. Um, but I don't know why I wrote it down. Oh, there it is. It's the very last thing, of course. Um. But it says, how long ago, tell me for your, your father's, father's sake. sake. I put the exact same thing in here. Yes. How long ago, for your father's sake. Here's the thing, is that for your father's sake, on the next page, him calling Alice or, um, what was her actually actual name? I know that she, they called her Alice, but. Who? Yeah. The nanny? Yeah, no, no, Alice, uh, his, from Toll. Alice. Oh, oh. Okay. He calls her his Jilly. Okay. <laughs> So, Jilly, for your father's sake, um, at some point he says, uh, if it do please you. Mm -hmm. These are all things that reoccur throughout the entire series. Yes. But do not exist in the original book. Again, he yes. just... He, he, it's he, like he created his language throughout the series yes. and then had to go back and... Added to make the first book feel more part of the series. Yeah. I mean, that's what the introduction was, and that's what the, uh, the introduction four was saying. Yeah. That's why he did this, because it did feel disconnected from everything else. So by doing this, it's it helps the book. It helps yeah. you feel like it belongs with the rest of the series and more introduces the uh, original new reader 
to what this world is better instead of reading the first one and then the second and they just get wildly different. Yes. I think... I also... What what were we talking about in the first chapter when we were like, this kind of shows you who Roland is as far as his different personality. Okay, it was how Sheb, no, not Sheb, some drunken person at the bar was like, I don't remember, who, it might have been Sheb, it might have been someone else, but they were like, yeah, that Alice chick, you know, she's she's super nice if you're, if it's like, if you know what I mean, and he's like, excuse me? And he's no, like, that was the guy I think lifted up his mule. Wasn't what? it? I'm pretty sure it was the guy looking after his oh, mule. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he was always one the back talk. Yes. And then, we're like, what? The creepy dude. I no, think. nothing. Yeah. I, uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything. And if I did, I'm really sorry yeah. about it or whatever. And then it's like that shows you his personality in that sense. That he does feel a sense of protection over people. And then so when he's like... Um, he pretty much is like, tell me for your father's sake. And Jake's like, I... I he he calms down and he's like I'm not going to hurt you, and it's like <laughs> I just need some information. <laughs> it's like I know I've seen me a little excited, but I'm not going to hurt you. So it's like I just feel like he just went from murdering an entire town, and he still is willing to be like, okay, this is a child. I'm gonna tone back a bit and just be like, Which is it's still okay. Poor little Jake here, just yeah. Doesn't doesn't remember anything. It's like this, this, this transition to this place, this world, has really messed with his mind. You think? Yeah. Which we'll understand more here in a second, which yes. we'll get a little further, because that was all, all kinds of screwed up. Yes. Uh, but, um, the how long ago thing, like how long has it been, um. Yes, because I got that to you, I haven't been here long. Yes. And he's like, well, how long? And then eventually it gets to three poops ago. Yeah, which is not in the original, actually. <laughs> is it not? No. What a weird thing to have. Yeah, it just says, um, poops as a measurement is non-existent in the old one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all he's got. He's like, I don't know how long I've been here. I can only measure things by. <laughs> by how many times you've had to use the bathroom, apparently. Um, and then it said, uh, Jake tells him the, the man in black didn't drink anything. That he could see. Which is weird. Yeah, yeah. he didn't even drink. I thought he might be the ghost of a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because... Okay, never mind. I forgot what book I was holding. <laughs> Bad. Um, but it's like... Uh, what was it? Um, oh, he's, he's talking about how... He's, he's kind of looking at Jake going, okay, so maybe he does have, you know, what he says is he's got juice. He's, but it may have, he's not, you know, not quite the strongest right now because he could have killed me in my sleep or, well, he says may have some sand in his craw as well, or he would have taken one of my guns and shot me right where I lay, mm-hmm. which actually in the original, he doesn't even think about does not think about Jake killing him in his sleep at all. Yeah, well, it's mentioned here and mentioned again later. Yes, it, that's the funny thing, is that it is mentioned again later in the old one. He, When Jake is admitted that he goes, well, I was going to shank you with a pitchfork, but <laughs> I, I decided not to. I'm glad I didn't. And uh, well, Right after he said he didn't drink anything, I thought he might be the ghost of a priest. Like in the movie I saw once, only Zorro 
figured out he wasn't a priest and all. Or a ghost either. He was just a bunker or who wanted some land because of the gold. Um, Mr. Shaw oh, took me to see yeah. this movie. It was in Times Square. Very spe- specific memory he seems to have. Yes. Of and, Times Square. And of course, none of this made any sense to the gunslinger. No, he doesn't have any clue what's going on. He doesn't know what a plane is. He's not going to know what Times Square <laughs> is. He's not going to know what a movie is. He doesn't know who Zorro is. And at some point, he thinks like he doesn't think Jake is from around here. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> but he does get excited because it means that he is closest to the men, man in, bl- the men in black. The men. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I also adhere to for the short <laughs> things. I have it in my beat. <laughs> it's like... Because it is man in black. That's what he's referred to. And I look at him like, oh, the man in black. <laughs> yes. So Another tie into the books. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> so, yes, he does get super excited because this means this is the closest he's ever been to the man in black. That's right, not the men. <laughs> kind of. But not the men. Go. The Also, the food of the... Dark Tower world is dried meat. Yeah, there's a lot going on down here. It's dried meat. It's just dried meat. And just water. Thankfully, there was water Water there, and dried meat. Because he needed that. Um, where did you come from, Jake? I don't know. But I did know. But it's all fuzzy, like a bad dream. So next. My very next, top of my very next page. Um. Frowned. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you come from, Jake? He asked. Finally, I don't know, the boy frowned. I did know. I knew when I came here, but it's all fuzzy now, like a bad dream. When you wake up, I have lots of bad dreams. Mrs. Shaw used to say it was because I watched many horror movies on Channel 11. What's a channel? <laughs> a wild idea occurred to him. Is it like a beam? <laughs> yeah, I wrote, yeah, I have beam on that last one, too. Because uh, he doesn't mention anything about the beam. or. Yeah, anything. I was just saying, I, he probably doesn't mention yeah. it because... I didn't think it was... It wasn't something... I don't even know if he had the idea of the beam originally for this book. No, I think it was when it hit the second one is when the beam became a big part. And it, it, he casually throws it in here. Yes. Like, before Alice mentioned things, and he'll talk about a little bit there, and yeah. then this casually throws the word in. And pretty much, if I remember right, this entire... This entire thing from... What's a chance that that description of him, like the whole Channel Eleven thing, all the way up to him going, "You're not making any sense," does not exist in the old one. So he doesn't go, "No, it's TV." What's, What's TV? I the boy touches forehead. Pictures. Somebody told you here, this Mrs. Shaw. No, the boy said, "I just was here." Who is Mrs. Shaw? I don't know. Why did she call you Bama? I don't remember. You're not making any sense, the gunslinger said flatly. <laughs> yeah, so, and then of course that finally breaks down. Like, the boy has finally been questioned to his last core, and he just breaks into he tears. Just, he doesn't know what's yeah. going on, and he's, he's confused. confused. He just woke up, he's, all the memory he's had are slowly just slipping away, and he's trying to just grasp at things, and it's just. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. I want to say something, but. I know. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. I gotta be quiet. <laughs> it's a spoiler. I'm gonna keep quiet. So my next thing. What's the I next page for me when I got? Um, 
Mine was right before the hypnotism. It had to do with um, talking about people being pulled into it. Like how he said that Alice... Allie. Um, asked to drink the guns of the temple yeah. folk of Toll. Had not asked to shoot Allie yes. with her sad, pretty face in the end a market by the secret she had finally asked to let be let in on. Use that word, that 19, like a key in a lock. Yep, none of that existed in the old one. Because 19 <laughs> hadn't existed in the yeah. old one. And it did. I wrote that too. That was my thing yeah. too. And then, of course, uh, but this was the other thing. is, And I wrote this one down. I don't know if it was just because I wanted to remember it, but it was... Allie, he thought. Allie was at least part of this world in her own self-illusory way. But this boy, this goddamn boy, and I forgot what it was in the old one, but it was different. Like, I don't remember. But he, you just realize that Roland is actually very patient. Because he's like, tell me what you can remember. Because <laughs> we get down to... Right, the boy says, I'm getting it very hard. There we go. There was a place, the one before this, a high place with lots of rooms and a patio where you could look at tall buildings in the water. There was a statue that stood in the water. A statue in the water? Yes, a lady with a crown and a torch and I think a book. Are you making this up? Yeah, and I guess I must be. <laughs> Yes, the entire... Because it's like, we know. We obviously know what he's describing. Of course we know what he's but, describing. But Roland, it's just like, like... This is like this is like crazy madness. What are you... So weird. God. But yeah, he goes on to talk about... There's things that you can... That ride around on the streets. Like, you know, that are blue and white. Or yellow. There was a lot of the yellow ones. Yes. You're like, taxis. Exactly. No, it's just Ubers everywhere. Yeah, Ubers you, just you never over. know. Yeah, my next thing is the bottom of page eighty-three, which is Jake getting hypnotized. Yes. And because then we start getting into that, and that's his own whole thing. Holy shit! But before that, I, I love how he was like, "There were cement paths beside the streets, windows to look in, and more statues wearing clothes." The statues sold the clothes. I know it sounds crazy, but the statues sold the clothes. Yes. And the gunslinger shook his head and looked for a lie on the boy's face. He saw none. <laughs> then the tie. He's like, he tried to explain oh, that he yeah. had to wear a tie. And he went like this and the gunslinger was like hanging. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just associate that with hanging somebody. So, okay. But yes, the description, the first thing I noted in the discussion points that I had was how he described, and I've known this or I've thought about this ever since I read the books the first time all throughout them, is his bullet trick reminds me of the coin trick from Constantine. Because that's exactly what he does with the coin in Constantine. It's been a long time since I've seen Constantine. Yes. Like, uh, it's, um, what's his name? I don't because it's of course it's not Constantine, it's someone else. Um, but anyways, the girl, because she's a psychic, she ends up doing it at one point because she finds his coin that he always carries, and she's like completely just mesmerized, 
in her own little psychic vision thing. And so she starts wheeling it across her fingers. And so every time he does his bullet trick, I'm like, that's so cool. It's a fancy bullet trick, which he uses quite a few times. Yes. He hypnotizes with a bullet. So essentially, you know, the description is just when... If you've ever seen Constantine, you know it starts at one, and as you move your fingers, it just rolls across and then goes back. And yeah, I mean, you, and... you, I've seen different movies yes. play with the whole coin going back and forth, back and yes. forth. I don't know how you do it with a bullet. Cause that just seems easy. Like... It's round, it's cylindrical, it seems, I don't know, it seems odd to do it with yeah. a bullet. But... but he does it. It's rolling. Mm. Of course, then I jump to 85. Like, way after some of the stuff. There's a lot Jake goes over. Holy shit. Jake Chambers, sometimes a Bama, is going downstairs with his book bag. There's earth science. There's geography. There is a notepad, a pencil, a lunchroom. It's like, we get a really detailed description of what's going on. It's suddenly, it's not the story of Roland. It's not the story of Jake. Like, no one is telling it. No one's talking about it. It's kind of as though... It's a narrative. We are now in Reading Rainbow, and <laughs> we are seeing this instead of it. Like, it's even um, in the books italicized. Like, that's how they separate it. And they do it um, throughout the books, too. Every time there's a story being told, either all of it is in italics or just the beginning part is. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more of a story and not essentially our story. The point I put down is uh, his father sometimes talks about people at the network who are doing too much Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, um, the statement is always accompanied by some humorless grin or a quick little snuff of the thumbnail. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I don't know what that is. It's okay. Right before that, it was... His mother, who is scrawny in a sexy way, often goes to bed with sick friends. What the hell does that mean? Jake, you didn't live in a good place. No, no, he didn't. And I can't really say the gunslinger was a better place. No. But. Because it said people have always be- bewildered him. Jake, I hear you. <laughs> we have a lot in common going on right now. <laughs> Let's see, where do I go next? I go to. The next oh, page. and then of course the, uh, oh my goodness, the romance novels. The historical romance novels that his mother likes, and his dad calls them hysterical novels, and yes. he calls them bodice rippers. And that Jake goes through, or he dips into looking for the hot parts. Yeah. My, my little notes skip most of the description. <laughs> and finally get to what Stephen King likes to do, and foreshadows. Jake sees the man in black. Yeah. Which is 86 bottom for me. He comes to the corner and stands with his book bag at his side. Traffic roars by grunting blue and white bases, yellow taxis, Volkswagen's large truck. There's a boy with a very, but not average age. And he sees the man who kills him. Yeah, because he's... Like King, why you always got to foreshadow what's going to happen in a couple pages? He sees the man who kills him out of the corner of his eye. It is the man in black. Yeah. It's like, why why, why you got to foreshadow this? It's like, great, we already know he's dead. What the hell? 
I mean, for the why new reader, that? why do you have to tell us you're about to kill the character? Why couldn't it be a surprise two pages down? I guess it's because you already know he's alive-ish. Because he's telling, telling-ish the story. I know, but yes. still, it could be a shocker when he dies. <laughs> uh, but yes, and that's when it all goes downhill really It's a very fast. brutal... Just a just a brutal description to read yes. through. Like it was, Ugh. it went from okay, you're getting this description of this boy. He goes to a prep school. He has his lunches. Like they say that he looks more like he should be at a dinner party because his lunches are cut a certain way. And yes. and he talks to girl. He's not afraid to talk to girls, but that kind of scares them away and everything. Like this lovely description of it's a nice young boy and, and a very average, normal yeah. morning for him. And then it's like, it is the man in black, and he doesn't see the face, only the swirling robe, the outstretched hands, and the hard, professional grin. He falls into the street with his arms outstretched, not letting go of the book bag. Yes. And then it just goes down. It goes so much worse. Like, you think, oh, he's gonna... You know, he's just... Obviously, you know, he. you already know he's dead because it says kills him, the man who kills him. But you just think, oh, so he's going to maybe tip into the road. It's going to be like the movies where it just hits him, the screen goes black. No. No, 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 He needs to describe his death. He needs to describe the car hitting him and the front tire crushing his guts and bleeding out of every orifice. And the only thing he can think about is, oh, his knees. Did I scrape? I wonder if I skinned my knees. Jake wonders if he skinned his knees. And that's the thing. is because as he's falling, he sees into the windshield. And then it's like he falls onto... Like he pretty much hits the ground. It's like, oh, I wonder if I skinned my knees. And next thing you know, oh, the wheels go over him. And it crushes him, spilling his guts everywhere. And you're just like, ouch. Yeah, ouch. Blood everywhere. Ouch. He's still worrying about his knees. Yep. Meanwhile, you know, like... Yeah. Because it's just like, it breaks Jake's back, mushes Mm. his guts to gravy, and sends blood from his mouth in a high-pressure jet. Jesus, Stephen King. We didn't need all that. And then the next note I have is, Somewhere a terrible calm voice, the voice of doom, says, I'm a priest. Let me through. An act of contrition? It's a, con- it's, I can't remember if it's contrition or contrition. But yeah, yeah. He sees the man in black, or the, the black robe, and knows sudden horror. It is him. The man in black. Jake turns his face away with the last of his strength. Somewhere a radio is playing a song by a rock group, Kiss. I was really expecting him to say, like, hey, Jude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not there yet. No, apparently not. He sees his own hand trailing on the pavement, small, white, shapely. He has never bitten his nails. Looks at his hand. Jake dies. Well, you know how he got to wherever. Yes, so he dies and somehow he comes to this world. Yes. But it also is apparent that the man in black pushed him to kill him, to bring him to this world, which means the man in black can... Time travel, um, dimension jump, whatever theory we want to go with, he can go back and forth. He's somehow done something to bring Jake here. It's it's crazy, though, because it's like, 
it makes you and it's you start to get that feeling as you read further and further that and because Roland starts to feel it too. The man in black's up to something. He knows why he did. He this says someone here that he thinks that Jake is a trap of some sort. Yes, um, it was. I want to say. I don't remember where, but there is I a spot. I have it written down because it's after the whole. Um, because it's after the story. Um, it's. I, I want to say it's actually the last page of the thing because he's talking about. He's, it's pretty milk. Yeah, he's talking. I think when originally he was delusional, he said something about being a trap. Like he thinks that this boy's some kind of trap. But it's not till the very end of it that he's like, no, 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 no. Something's weird with this boy. It's going to be bad. Like. Yeah. Any. Um, I have a bad. Uh, difference between the two books oh, but what it's uh it, do you have anything before he wakes jake up or was that it no my next things are after he wakes okay. or right before he wakes jake up but. okay yeah because mine is two it's while he when he pretty much asks jake do you want to remember this okay mm-hmm. so pretty much uh he gives jake the option to do you want to remember this or do you want to just Forget it ever happened, and you can go back to, you know, not mm-hmm. thinking about any of this. And Jake says pretty much, for, like, forget it. I don't want to know. Um, but that's the thing, is that he said, do you want to remember this when you wake up or forget it? And Jake says, forget it, the boy said promptly. When the blood came out of my mouth, I could taste my own shit. Okay. Yeah, very, very descriptive there, yep. In the original, it just says, forget it, and I, I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure it says, forget it, the boy said promptly, I bled. That is it. He just says, I bled. It's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> way of putting that. Yeah. And then he just says, all right, you're going to sleep. I like the new one better. It gives a much better <laughs> reason why he wants to. Hmm. And then, of course, the go ahead and lie over if it do please you. And, of course, that's not in there. Yeah, the thing I'd put right before that is that uh, enough for the guns that are going to make it out. Sure, the fact that there had never been such a city as the boy described, unless it was the mythic city of Lud. Lud, good Lud. Another thing I oh, I would almost swear isn't in the original. It's not. Yeah, there's no way that's in the original. Wait, what page is that? That's literally right before you just read. I'm going to steal our Because it says, do you want to remember when you wake up? That's literally like one I know of the we said stuff. we weren't going to do this, but this is the one. This is, the, <laughs> this is that one. We said we weren't going to. I'm sorry. I have to know. It's not something I wrote down for Because this is reason. a city that's not brought up for two more books. Okay. So I bled, and then... Hmm. Okay. Okay. The fact that there had never been such a city as the boy described, or if so, it had only existed in the myth of prehistory, was not the most upsetting part of the story, but it was disturbing. It was all disturbing. The gunslinger was afraid of implications. The rest out there is just in parentheses right here, unless it was the mythic city of Lud. Yeah, this one was, or, or if so, it had only existed in the myth of prehistory. Exactly. Which, again, that's changing that for something he already knows will be later on. 
Because it's not till the third book that we even learn of blood. Yay! So, but it's it's, it's planting seeds. Like, oh, yes. he mentioned this in the first book, that mythic city. Yeah. Uh, wonder where's your next point at? <gasps> um, Roland thinks of the past. Uh, water pump. Yeah, uh-huh. the thing is the water pump. Uh, yeah, made by looks- North Central Positronics. Just figured yes. I'd throw North Central Positronics yes. out there. Oh yeah, it, remember that name. <laughs> it's gonna be very yes. important. Um. Also, right after that, he remembered Zoltan. He remembered the bird's name. Yeah, he does name. end up remembering the bird's so, name. apparently, water does do the mind good. <laughs> Being healthy and... <laughs> um, the next one in mine, of course, is... Uh, finally, he talks more about Court, because in the original, Court's not really brought up that much. Like, he mentions the name here and there, but this is... In the original, this is the first paragraph that he actually... You know, says he thought of court and actually goes because, into court. Yeah, my next one is that Roland thinks of the past. Yes. Which is starts here at 91. Um, here was the thing about the old one versus the new one. And I think I had mentioned to you this, mentioned this to you beforehand. In this one, it says, uh, he doubted it. He thought of Susan and his mother and of Martin, that incomplete enchanter. Okay. In the original... It says he thinks of he think oh, I want to say he thinks of because I just wrote down who is Eileen because I want to I can't remember if he put I he thought of Eileen and his mother and Martin no it just said he thought of Eileen and Martin. That's it. The only two names. Does not mention the mother again, because that seems to be a trend in the the first book, or the original version. Didn't mention Susan either. Just someone named Eileen that has never been mentioned This is more about his past that we're learning now, because it got written, that got written in the fourth book. (laughs) But we, it's hints at what's going to come, and giving you names and stuff that is actually his past, or at least what he writes for his past in the fourth book. Yes. And then, uh... Like, a, not even, you know, a little farther down, it says, uh, pretty much each name called up others. Cuthbert, Elaine, the old, old man. man. Jonas. And then, with his quivering voice. And again, Susan. The lovely girl at the window. Such thoughts always came back to Susan. The great rolling plain known as the Drop. And the... Fishermen casting their nets in the bays at the edge of the clean sea. Apparently, another character to have only been written into these books prior to the original version is um, Elaine, or not Elaine, or Alan. I would assume it's Elaine because it has the A-I. But either way, because in the old one, it's Cuthbert, Paul, Jonas, and Susan. So it's like, instead of Cuthbert, Elaine, Jonas, and Susan, it's Cuthbert, Paul, Jonas, and Susan. I don't know who Paul is. I don't know if we ever hear of Paul again. Again, <laughs> where's Paul? Kind of like the weird Elaine, or uh, uh, whatever her name is. Aileen, or it's either Eileen or Aileen, but... Which, after some careful consideration, we discover there were some comics written, and she's a character in Roland's past 
daughter of, or no, niece, niece of court. And that's kind of important. But that was done after he did the revision. And I guess it was a character they decided they wanted to play with from the original version. And so we get a lot more backstory here from a comic book later on. I guess, because I guess maybe they went back... Or they could have gone through, like, the... They do have um, the Dark Tower complete guide. Mm. So they might have went back and gone, Oh, here's a character we can play with. They don't have a backstory. We can create one. Mm. Like Very easily. And I know King had a lot to do with at least making sure that all this felt... And he was happy with it. But can and trust what he does. He do that with the movie? Yeah, yeah, we can't always be trustworthy there. Okay, and you had a point after that? All right, on to the next point, which is 92 top. We get the final, or the first words of We Have to Plaver, the very first time from Roland talking to Jake. Which, once again, I do not believe you said was, it's not in the original book. No, actually it's not. He literally just says, we have to talk. Good old Roland. But before we move on from just that one point, the paragraph... That's on mine at least starts the top of this page. On yours it's different. <laughs> but it's right before what is that, four? No, IV is four. This is five. That's five, yeah. Um he's of course reminiscing on Tall or not, uh, his old days. He's thinking about what happened in Tall and he says the gunslinger laughed, bemused. I am the last of that green and warm hued world, and for all his nostalgia he felt no self pity. The world had moved on mercilessly, but his legs were still still strong, and the man in black was closer. I just, I don't know, for some reason I really liked that, because it pretty much encompassed everything of how he felt. It's like his past is still so close to him, and yet he just keeps on walking. He just keeps going as though something is telling him he has to keep following the man in black. And we pick up at the point where his life gets pretty interesting. Yes. <laughs> a lot of death, but it like, gets pretty interesting from the point we pick up where we... Um. So I have that. I only wrote it down as far as in the old book. I didn't write it down where it is in the new book, but apparently on page 88 of the old book, uh, there was an error that said... The I assume it meant to say the boy looked at him, but in the old one it says the book looked at him. I don't even think he has a Once book. Once again, the editor, where were Somebody we? did something wrong. Somebody failed their job. <laughs> you had one job, damn it. So, there's a quote that I pulled out that I really, really liked. It's in 93, the top. All right, let's see if I can get the whole thing here. Oh, there it is right there. The boy looked at him, except it was the book looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> the book looked at him. Yeah, it's right here. It says, the boy looked at him om- ominously, uh, spooks of him coming back. The man in black, the gunslinger said, not a question. Yes. Is he a bad man? I guess that depends on where you're standing, the gunslinger said. Got up and pitched, yeah. Just that quote. Is he a bad man? I guess it depends on where you're standing. That's like the epitome of every villain ever. Just like... Is he bad? I mean, from our point of view, we're following Roland. And he is the bad guy. 
Essentially, yes. Because it's like we don't know how, besides of what happened in Tall, we don't really, and then of course hearing about Jake. But <laughs> Over and over, it's like yes. he's not doing good things for sure. But at the same time, as he's following the man in black, like I think even earlier on, he says, are you going, Jake asks, are you going to kill him? And I could have swore he said, I don't know, I have something to, or something, he said something about, um, Jake asked him if he was going to kill him, and he essentially said, I need answers. He's going, he is going to show me. Yes. Say, uh, he something needs, along these lines, He needs yes. to take me somewhere. Yes. 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 That is, uh... And I was like. So, even though he's this bad guy... Roland needs answers. Yeah, Roland's not just out to, yet at the same time, you know, he just busted in on Jake and almost shot him. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he needs answers, come on. He was also very delirious. We forgive you, Roland. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, as I said, like, that's the that's every villain ever, as far as... Which really sad, and it's, it's a spoiler, so I'm not really going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's just this whole journey of him trying to catch the man in black. Yes. It doesn't doesn't go how you might think it should or would. Let's just go with that. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> go with that. Yeah, my next one's on '94, but there's a little bit that kind of happens between. It's more of oh, Jake is doing better. He gets up. And they are looking for food, I guess? Yes, he... Uh, there's a cellar that Jake tells him about? Yeah, he pretty much says, I... There's a ring on the floor that you pull up, but it was dark, and I didn't... I was alone, and I was afraid that I would go down, the ladder would snap, and I died on there, pretty much. Yes, yes, yes. exactly. Because my next thing was, in the cellar, spiders with eyes and stalks, and as many as 16 <laughs> legs. No. <laughs> This is How terrifying. All no. kinds of nope. No, 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 no. But I don't like little bitty spiders, and these are huge spiders, and they no. have legs and eyes everywhere. No. Um. Shortly before that, though, I did have a note that said, uh, in one hundred and one on page one hundred and one for me, he's talking about. Uh, Jake tells him about the ladder, and Roland says, "Okay, we'll go see it tomorrow. Let's sleep now," and. He talks about how he looks up. It says, The gunslinger stood on the steps looking up, and the boy joined him. Old Star was up there, and Old Mother. Mm-hmm. In the old one, he uses Polaris and Mars. Hmm. So he has not, once again, it. Yeah. it just shows he has not formed his own world, his own language yet. Which and very much comes up later. We hear about Old Mother and what was it, Old Mother? Old, uh, old Star. Old Star. Multiple, multiple, multiple times yeah. throughout the books. And I didn't realize, because I haven't read the original. Or yeah. So long, I have the house, but, but I haven't yeah, read it just, so long. He just used Polaris and Mars. Like, yeah. Just, I just found that really cool. Yeah, like, another little thing. It's like, he just put it in here where it should have been. But yes, back to Eight-Legged Freaks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... I don't. I think if I were to go down a ladder, see giant spiders, just gray and mutated, and looking at me, I'd be like, "The food's not worth it." I'm it's down. not worth it. I don't need it that badly. <laughs> yeah, no. But I guess you're a hard, you're a desert-worn gunslinger who has traveled of this course. far. 
And if you're going to be scared of some spiders, then... You're probably not going to make your journey. No. Probably not. But of course, then he goes one step further. There's, what, sand coming through a small hole? And, let's see, Jake... Spills sand drops. The groaning seized, and there was a sound of steady, laboring breathing. Who are you? The gunslinger asked. No answer. And in the high speech, his voice fills the old thunder of command. Roland demands, Who are you, demon? Speak, if you would speak. My time is short, my patience shorter. And then there's some there's fortune telling stuff about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that... No, another just no. Like, if I'm down in a basement, and not only are there these giant spiders, but... The there, wall? The, there's sand pouring out of the wall, and I can hear labored breathing and something groaning. You sure as hell bet I'm going up the ladder. You, you, at that point, do you think your gun is going to do anything? The no. wall's talking! This is not a good... The, the wall sounds like it is in pain. <laughs> <laughs> I would just throw a spider at it and call it good. Like, so he, like, Jake is pretty much like, come up. Oh, Jesus, mister, come up. And he says, go away, the gunslinger said calmly. Wait outside. If I don't come up by the time you count to two, no, 300, get the hell out. And then, of course, Jake screams at him again. That is not in the original. <laughs> he just tells Jake to go away and oh. then starts walking towards the wall. Well, they just made Jake seem a little more concerned. Yes. Yeah. says, uh, the demon speaks. It was the voice of Alice, the woman he had stayed with in the town of Tull, but she was dead. He had seen her down, go down himself, a bullet between her eyes. Fat, yeah, fathoms seemed to swim by his eyes, descending. Go slow past the drawers. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that was in the original. <laughs> um, gunslinger, watch for the tahine, which I also don't think was in the original. Actually, but- I didn't write that down, so it might have been. That doesn't seem like something that would have been in the original, but it might have been. Don't mind me as I ruin our decorations. Yeah, of course. Uh, while you travel with the boy, the man in black travels with your soul in his, his pocket. I love that. Ah, oh, it's such a cool, it's a cool little. Yes. Ah. Stephen King, you are a master. What do you mean, speaker? But the breathing was gone. There's a thing you stood for a moment, frozen. Um, and this one is. Go slow past the drawers, gunslinger. While you travel with the boy, the man in black travels with your soul in his pocket. So, okay. Yes, it skips the tahine. It skips uh, pretty much everything. No, no, no. Well, this is go slow past the drawers. Yeah. So... You have that, but it just skips the tahine part. Yeah. Gunslinger, watch for the tahine. Yeah. While you travel. So the drawers were there. Yes. But the tahine were not. Because those aren't... When do we when we even hear about tahine? Was that five books in? I think so. Isn't it the waste? Is the or no? It's the wizard's hear... glass. I thought. I don't, see, I don't remember when we first hear no. about the tahine. Because no, it's um, it is the wastelands. Because are they are they in the wastelands? I don't remember. I don't because I want to say because the is the wastelands right before um, wastelands is book what? three three three. So then it's Wizards Drawing and Glass. Drawing the three, and then the Wastelands, okay. and then Wizard and Glass. Okay, so I want to say it's Wizards and Glass that they're in, because that's when everything starts happening, and yeah. 
So I want to say... I, yeah, sure. I have to it's keep mini my books down yeah. the road. Let's go with that. I have to keep my mouth shut about you. Yeah, there's, there's too much we could talk yes. about. And it's just ruined future books. And if we don't want to spoil too much about the future. Of course, then we go forward and... He he just for he goes to the wall and just shoves his arm in the hole. <laughs> I'm like, really, yeah. really? He you don't know what's in there. Doesn't seem concerned. Just punches. And he takes a jawbone from the wall. Yes, apparent. It must be a thing because they don't really. Ex- did they ever really explain that? What? As far as um, when you have a speaking demon, you just carry like. I want to say it does come up later but on about how... It gets mentioned at some point for some reason. I don't remember exactly why. But um, it just says, Take the dead from the dead, the old proverb said. Only a corpse may speak true prophecy. So that's when he uh, took out... He pretty much found the jawbone. Which and, may mean it was a true prophecy because it was a corpse. Yes. So I'm thinking that by carrying the jawbone with you, it's... It's, I wouldn't consider it good luck. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as, I mean, if you need to mull over the prophecy, like, it might speak to you again at some point or some sun. Either that or he just, you know, just stole it. My next one's on the bottom of the same page. He could feel the rapid beating of the boy's heart. It occurred to him later that this was when he began to love the boy. Yes. Which was, of course, what the man in black must have planned. Along, all there along. There you go. Huh. Where there, where there ever a trap to match the trap of love? Don't believe that was in the first one. Yeah, that seems like maybe the, it wasn't. No, the uh, the whole uh, it occurred to him later that this was when he began to love the boy, but I don't know if it says was there ever a trap to match the trap of love. Was the demon? The voice was muffled. Yes, I speak a demon. We don't go back there anymore. Come on, let's shake a mile. <laughs> they went into the stable and the gunslinger made a rough pick for the blanket yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, where I go next he pretty much unless you have anything before that they start to walk away like they are ready yeah, to yeah mine leave. jumps up to 98 which is uh, another small little thing 98 mine's page 98 why is mine page 100 and something <laughs> well here should be we decided six pages ahead Oh, okay. So you'd be 104. Because um, uh, that was 104 is the trap of love. So. Um, yeah, mine's 98. Uh, somewhere or some, I think it's something. Yeah, it goes along with the last page. Goodbye, yeah, Jake cried. Yeah. Goodbye. Then he turned back to the gunslinger. Looked troubled. I feel like something's watching us. Something or someone, the gunslinger agreed. Was someone hiding there? Hiding there all along? I don't know. I don't think so. Should we go back? Go back and... No. We're done with that place. Good, Jake said. Feverishly. Or whatever. Feverently? Whatever. What? They walked into blah, blah, blah. So, just that particular quote. What? This whole little piece. The whole something or someone. You think someone was hiding there all along? This gets brought up... (laughs) <laughs> way, way later in the books. Oh, yeah. This particular quote. And here's the thing about that is does not exist. I'm sure it doesn't. Nope. Because he, that doesn't come up till 
Yes. So much later in the book. All it says is goodbye. Jake cried goodbye. And then pretty much he, that's it. He doesn't explain why he looked troubled or anything. He just pretty much is just like, okay. And then they walked. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a, like a, I don't know, like super important just for just little reasons. It's something that, it's a big tie in with another book. So. Yeah. That we will hear about. Not for a very long time. So you remember me saying this and watching another video? You're probably not going to have these con- this context, but they're so far apart. It's not even funny. No. Um, where's my next one? Yeah, my next one's 99. Next page. After a pretty picture of a man hanging. Oh, that's nice. Because that's kind of where we go next. I love next. how it's foreshadowing. Just yeah, we're foreshadowing. Fun. We're not there yet. We're actually, it's like another six or seven pages down, but we're going to let you know what's going on. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, um, you're on. Okay. So before. Okay, so before Jake falls, um, the thing that I actually wrote down was, of course, once again, he thinks over the um, the man in black travels with your soul in his pocket. But after that, uh, he. He, they keep passing campfires. If you remember from the first chapter, they he found the symmetrical fire. Mm-hmm. And these ones were getting warmer, like fresher and fresher. And so it says, um, The gunslinger was sure that he could see the distant spark of another campfire somewhere in the first rising swell of the foothills. This did not please him as much as he once might have believed. One of Court's sayings occurred to him, Where the man who fakes a limp. I found that really cool. It does not exist in the first one. Of course it doesn't. Why would it? They, they barely bring up Court in the first one. So, uh, And then my very next thing yeah, is, uh, near 2 o'clock on the fourth day out from the way station, Jake reels and almost fall, fell. Here, sit down, the gunslinger said. No, I'm okay. Sit down. The boy sat obediently. The gunslinger squatted close by, and Jake so Jake, would be in yeah. his shadow. Yeah, Drink. I'm not supposed to until drink. The boy drink three swallows. So we start getting, and we're about to jump in. All while we're sitting down, we go into this huge story. Because, <laughs> yeah, he goes to, he hypnotizes Jake. And he hypnotizes him so he will feel refreshed. Pretty much, he was like, Jake, he... What I actually found cool, because I mean, yes, it is the stubbornness of a child, but at the same time is we went from Roland going towards this barn and everything going, I'm not going to fall because of my pride. Yet here is this kid who has just fallen in front of him and the kid's like, no, I'm fine. And then he's like, no, you, you need water. And he's like, no, I'm fine. And he's like kind of taking care of him like he wets his shirts and stuff down. I mean, that's nice, but he also says, I can't, I need to basically make sure you're fine now because I can't carry you. Well, yeah, that was way before he fell, though. Was it? Yes. That was it pretty much because he put the water skin on him and said, is that okay? Yeah, that was when he wasn't sure if he could carry the water skin. Yes. And so then this is four, you know, four days later or whatever, and the kid finally falls down and the kid's like, no, I gotta, I gotta be tough. Like I gotta be. But I think that's still part of that. Yeah. I need to make sure you're fine because if you're coming with me, you have to be fine. And I think that sticks with Jake because he's like he keeps trying to tell Roland, "No, I'm okay." And it's like Roland knows he's a kid, and so he's just like, um, 
Because then he says, do you want to sleep? And Jake's like, no. And then the boy looked at him with shame. So it's like, once again, it's like he knows this kid is tired, exhausted, needs to rest, and Jake wants to keep going. Like, he wants to prove himself in a sense. Yes, he's taking a very much liking to Roland. Yes, he wants his approval. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Yes. (laughs) Mm. And then my next one's a 100. The Man in Black and Martin. Might be brothers, or even the same person. Yeah. Because um, we finally go, we go back. After he puts Jake down, or for his weird little nap, I think, as we start, or is that happened yet? Um, for now in the evening. He puts him in his nap, and minutes, then he starts thinking. Like, no, the boy looks at him with shame. Yeah. Blah. Sure, the priest. Uh, there we go. And, uh, yeah. No, we're not quite in the past yet. When I was your age, yeah. I lived in a walled city. Uh, did I tell you that? The boy shook his head sleepily. Sure, there was an evil man. The priest? Well, sometimes I wonder about that, to tell you the truth. The man, the gunslinger said. If there were two, I think now they must have been brothers. Maybe even twins. But, did I ever see them together? No, I never did. This bad man, this Martin, he was a wizard. Like Merlin. They kin Merlin, where you're from? Merlin and the Arthur and the, the Knights of the Round Taper, Jake said. The gunslinger felt a nasty joint go through him. A jolt? Yes, he said. Arthur Eld. You say true, and I say thank you. It yeah, was very. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't, because that's another language that's thing. That's all his language. But uh, he did say. Um, so, all he told him was some sort of relationship, maybe half brothers. That's what he said. Very, that's yeah. very different. <laughs> May, must have been brothers, maybe even twins, but you know he said maybe. But did I ever brothers. see them together? Yeah. No. But yes, he put he pretty much like he starts. You slowly kind of get a sense of you know you're building Roland's world now. Like, what's it kind of like? Uh, yes, the first book builds Roland's world better. Yes, it gives you better insight into his past, better insights to things. That will come to be later on. Yes. Um, and then finally, my next one is he, he hypnotizes the boy. Yes. It, well, yeah, he's been hypnotizing the boy this entire time. And yes. then finally he's like lie over and then... And then we go into Roland's past. Yes. Um, or I think we have another... Uh, the one thing page. that I put was on that page. It was when he starts thinking back. Because once again, he puts where the man who fakes a limp. Because... Um, he says, the question would, what would follow? The question was too vague to catch his interest. Cuthbert would have found interest in it, lively interest, and probably a joke. But Cuthbert was as gone as the horn of death chain. Was that in the original? No. And the gunslinger could only go forward in the way he knew. Nope. That fancy horn. That horn. Which, again, I don't think we'll get another glimpse of the word, even anything about the horn until the fourth book. Nope. And then it becomes a bigger thing later on. But... It, everything's just... <laughs> <laughs> He's done lots of stuff in here. There's a lot in here. I think one of the main... The key points of this entire series, the entire book series, everything, pretty much, that happens when I read these books is the language. The language starts to stick with me. 
going through my brain to the point where in general conversation, something's going to come up. <laughs> like, one of my favorite is, do you can it? There's lots like, of... Do you get it? Like, do you understand? <laughs> there's lots of fun little things. Like the one he had just said. Yes. Say thank you and I say whatever. Or yeah. Whatever you say. Uh, I, Arthur Elds, you say true, I say, say thank, thank you. you. And then the whole please, please if it do ya or yeah. And then of course mine is do you can it? Because set, ha, throughout the books, it's like this one is just like do you can it? But there's times in this books when he says it and you know he is being a sarcastic <laughs> asshole. And I love it. Like... The thing is, as much as I like this book, though the, the, the him redoing it, it, it fixes a lot oh, of problems. Yeah. It makes the book better. It really is. Yeah. You're a first time reader. Read the new version. It's yes. better. It will it will help it, you along your way. But as much as I like it, the second book is so I know. good. We're almost there. If we can just get, I know a few more weeks and we'll pass this one. And me and the second one. And oh my god, there's so I can't much, wait for the second. And that's book. going to be the most difficult one. To not have <laughs> spoilers, okay? Yeah, but, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be so hard. But okay, we sh- we're gonna get through this one. We can do this. <clears throat> okay, so that was the last thing I had until it was um, he's talking about the bird, which I think is on the. Yeah, I mean, I literally next thing was Cuthbert is gone, the horn of the shame because I had to put yes. that in there, and the very next thing is the um the bottom of the page. It's David the Falcon. Yes, and. Here's the thing, is that I did find this different between the two of them, is that uh, uh, the falcon was named David after the legend of the boy with the sling. Mm-hmm. David, he was quite sure, knew nothing but the need for murder, rending, and terror, like the gunslinger himself. In the old version, it's David, it pretty much kind of says the same thing, except it was that it was like Martin. So he compared David to Martin instead of David to himself. What an interesting thing to change. Yes, it, it, I, I just found that really weird. Like, why... Why change it? Yeah. You like foreshadowing everything else. But maybe as a boy, he didn't really... He didn't know how bad Martin really was. So comparing him to Martin was odd. I don't know. Because... It just—it was just a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those small things that got changed, and at the same time, you're like, "Is it foreshadowing? Is it just... I don't know." Well, cause David's gonna come up in a couple chapters. Yeah, but um. Mm-hmm. And then I move on to something uh, else I found interesting. The next one I have is the next page, and it's uh, one of two top. Talking about uh, Roland and Cuthbert spoke in the low speech. Yes. For scullions and squires. <laughs> we are worthy. We are unworthy. It's so, we are worms. <laughs> it's so interesting, the low speech and the high speech. Yes. And how the high speech is something so different. Even when you, you, every time you hear it, it's always something very important. Something yes. super, and it's like a presence. It's the gunslinger. It's their language. It's yes. them. It's, it's like royalty. Yes. And then... You have the low speech, which is just squabbling. Where everybody else speaks. Squabbling it's, it's, boys and... Yeah, just, also, court. Oh, my goodness. He's not a nice that man. Is, that is one thing that I did want to discuss is how how would you feel going through gunslinger training with court? 
I mean, he's like a worse version of a, boot, a, dr- a drill sergeant. Yes. Because, you know, they can scream at you. They can kind of push you around. But no, Court, like, literally, he makes you bleed. Oh, no. He, he bashes him upside the head and oh, knocks yeah. him down. He's not nice to him. No. There's, there's blood involved. And it's like, if you get sassy, he's just like, you speak to me in the high speech. Like, and that's the first time that it comes up with, I believe, I, if you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, with, I have forgotten the face of my father. Yeah, this is the first time I think we, uh, we've heard for the sake of your father. Yes. But this finally introduces, uh, forg- I've, I've forgotten yes. the face of my father. Yes. Because he's like, uh, tears stood brightly in his eyes, but his lips were pressed together in a tight line of hate, which did not quiver. I grieve, Cuthbert said in a voice of breathless control. I've forgotten the face of my father, whose guns I hope someday to bear. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, and then my next one, it's not for a couple pages, the uh, lesson with Court and David. Cuthbert will have to fast dinner and breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um... Mine, for some reason, I wrote something but did not put a page number. And it was the fact that they actually said his mother's name. Which was really strange considering in the original book, like, they avoided his mother, avoided his mother. And then, bam, suddenly you say her full name. And I'm like, wow, What was it? Where is it? That's the thing is I didn't write it down. It just says, finally mentions uh, Gabrielle. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you see and I, just, I can't remember. remember where it's at. Well, it has to be somewhere right here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we. Can. Um, it's. Let's don't pick. get me in. Okay, so it's way. Oops. I don't know. So yes, of course, there's the. What is? It? Oh yeah, because when Court is talking to Roland, Cuthbert sticks his tongue out at him. Yes, he's on his blind his side. Back. Yes. On his blind side. And pretty much it's it's bad because it's like well no, he gets first he gets hit and then he gets hit again. Mm-hmm. Because first it was one ear and then it was kind of trickling down and then he hits him again for some reason. I can't remember what. I think it was just for speaking in the low speech at him. Yeah, and then it bleeds more and then finally um the whole thing about David is that you have him on your arm, and the point is to get him to release fast enough to make a smooth takeoff to attack a dove, pretty mm-hmm. much. You're, you're teaching this bird to just hunt and kill and control and stuff like that. And the fact is, is he was talking to Roland and didn't let the bird go, and so then, of course, gets hit, and then hits again, and then Roland sees that David has caught the dove, so he runs over to check on him, and he... Goes the leashing back up. Yes. And the hawk gets him. It, no. it lashes it, him, slashes yeah. him, cuts him open. Because yes. he finally gets him leashed everything, and he Cor- struck me, Roland said. You pissed him off, Cor <laughs> said. The hawk does not fear you, boy. The hawk never will. The hawk is God's gunslinger. I love that. Ah. Roland merely looks at Court. He was not an imaginative boy, and if Court had intended to imply a moral, it was lost on him. He went so far as to believe that it might have been one of the few foolish statements he had ever heard Court make. And then Cuthbert came up behind him and stuck out his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Court slavely on his blind side. Yes. Roland did not smile, but nodded to him. And it's like... 
you pretty much uh, that is an, that is one of the first times also. Well, not yeah, one of the first times. I don't think the first time that you get a feeling of who uh, Roland was when he was younger because it is reflected in a lot of the books, like talking about how um, even as he's older. <coughs> some things that people say like he doesn't grasp sarcasm as well he doesn't grasp jokes that well no like he is very straightforward but he's good at it oh. like he is he is excellent at it and he's good at executing things but as far as you know someone you know there's an interesting yeah. line here a little bit further on that his father tells him that I like to lot. yes um, but right before that, you said, you brought up that, of course, Cuthbert stuck his tongue out, and Court, of course, turned around and pretty much just hit him right in the middle of the forehead. And... Yeah, he says, yes, Cuthbert, uh, steadily formal now. Thank you for the instructive day. You learn, Court said, but your tongue has a bad habit of lollying from your stupid mouth when your stricter's back is turned. Mayhap the day will come when you and you... You, when it and you will learn their respective places. He struck Court Cuthbert, not Courtney, so Cuthbert <laughs> again. This time, solidly between the eyes, hard enough so that Roland heard a dull thud. The sound mallet. Uh, Cuthbert fell back into the lawn. His eyes clouded. Clear. There's another little thing here. I usually grin blah blah blah. Pretty much, Cuthbert gets pissed. Like at this point, he looks at him like he oh, there, wants that's what to I want. kill him. Yeah. yeah he's like. uh... And there's hope for your court, said. When you think you can, come for me, maggot. Yes. How did you know? Cuthbert said between his teeth. Court turned to Roland so swiftly that Roland almost fell back a step. And then both of them would have to have been the grass, blah, blah, blah. Remember, oh. I saw it in the reflection in this maggot's eyes, he said. Remember it, Cuthbert. Al good. Uh, last lesson for today. <laughs> Saw it in the reflection of Roland's eyes. And it just proves the whole, the way, the way of the gunslinger, the training that you go through, just like how good you can get. Kind of reminiscent a little bit back of the first chapter of Roland telling the guy who was sneaking up behind him. Yeah. Because he saw him in the mirror. Yes. He just, he was pretty much like, go sit down. (laughs) You Um, don't have a chance. You're not going to win this. Sit back down. And it also, it, it brings into the talents of the gunslinger. Like how in Tull, how it focused so much on how his fingers and stuff were just able to reload without thinking. No matter what he was doing, no matter what was going on, it was just automatic. Endless and, training. And you think, this is what they had to put up with just to get to that far. So it's like, could you imagine going through all this training with a guy who literally will beat the crap out of the you? The thing is, everyone has to go through this training. Yes. Everyone there. And then if you can't beat court, you're not good enough. No. You don't become a gunslinger, and you go off to be one of these other people. He says, he, he gives some examples. I don't yeah, know exactly he, um, where, but... He pretty much thinks about Cuthbert and says that he mm-hmm. he yeah. doesn't think Cuthbert might... He, there's a chance Cuthbert might not make it. Mm-hmm. So he might be this or that. And it's later on when they're talking about when they're at the gallows. Yeah. Um, yeah my next thing is about Hex. Yes. So the first, but all you have to need, all you need Perhaps. to know prior to that is that the punishment for messing up was you don't get food. So yeah, I, which pretty is much, something I mentioned somewhere yeah. else. But yeah, so pretty much at Cuthbert the end of will that, have to fast yeah. dinner and breakfast according to court. But Roland knows the cook, oh, and yeah. they'll feed him anyway. Yeah, 
They they have helped many a boy that has had to fast. Yeah, that horrible fast. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, so they ended up, they end up getting pie. Well, and yeah, going gravy, meat and gravy, and then pie. Uh, which they talk to hacks. The cook. Yes. He seems like a nice guy. He likes the kids. He's good to them. And then so they get their food and they go under the steps to eat it. Yes. Of which <sighs> Hacks and this other guy decide they're going to talk somewhere close enough for the boys to hear them. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, before you say that one little thing, mm-hmm. Hacks had said to them, he said... Like there, the guy. Someone came in to let him know. Hey, there's a guard to talk to you. And he says okay, and then turns to the boys pretty much and says, "She'll go see her. She'll go. She'll give you pie and then scat. Don't get me in trouble." Yep. Yes. Mm. It's a very important thing to remember. Yes. Don't, yes. Don't get me in trouble. Oh. Oh, that was the difference. Is. In the in this book, it's "Don't get me in trouble," and in the original, he just says "in the scat." Like, yeah. yeah, they make yeah, they just, <laughs> a little more guilt there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but so yes, he, going back under the stairs and then yes, overhearing hacks and the guard. Yep, hacks talks to I guess a guard or something. Yeah, just a guard. Yeah, a guard. Say, a guard. I think his name is like Robinson or something. Where is the exact thing? The very bottom right here. Yep, there is. But the shadow stopped, still out of sight. It was Hex and the man from the guards. The boys sat where they were. If they moved now, they might be heard. All the good man, the guard was saying. Or, not all. The good man, the guard was saying. Farson? In two weeks, the guard replied. Maybe three. You have to come with us. There is a shipment from the freight depot. And particularly loud crash of pots and pans. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Heard the guard finish. Poisoned meat. Risky. Ask not what the good man can do for you, the guard began. But what you can do for him, Hack sighed. Solidly. Yes. Uh, you know what you... Soldier, ask not. Yeah. You know what it could mean, the guard said quietly. Yar. And I know my responsibilities <laughs> to him. Hack's the pirate. <laughs> Why not? You don't need to lecture me. I love him just as you do. Would follow... Follow... Him into the sea if he asked, so I would. All right, the meat will be marked for short-term storage in your cold rooms. But you'll have to be quick. You must understand that. There are children in Taunton? Taunton, yep. Which is, I don't The cook asked, and it was not really a question. Children everywhere, the guard said gently. It's the children we and he care about. Mm-hmm. Poison meat. Such a strange way to care for children. Hacks uttered in a heavy, whistling sigh. And then goes on to give a description of how the yeah. children might die. Well, they cur- curdle and hold their bellies and cry for the mamas. I suppose they will. It'll be like going to sleep. Uh, yeah, it never is. It never is. They're going to poison the town. Yes, and then he says, of course, again, you said yourself, soldier ask not. Do you enjoy seeing children under the rule of the gun when they could be under his hands, ready to start making a new world? The uh, for um, the ones I have marked down is originally when we started the podcast, he had an introduction that I did not when I had the original, 
In his introduction, one of the major changes that Stephen King wrote down was that Farson was actually a town in the original one, and he became a person when he rewrote it. So in mine, it says, uh, in Farson, in two weeks. And then later on, it says, there are children in Farson, the cook said. Yeah. Instead of Taunton, it's Farson. So he changed his name to Taunton instead of Farson. Because no, Farson is a person. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, he he changed. He pretty much in the old one, Farson. Yeah, Farson was the town, and they just called him the good man. They didn't give him a name. But yeah, later in the books, Farson is the good man, yeah. and it becomes really confusing. Yes. Yeah, so this one, this one, he's already. They've already changed it. We That's changed fine. it back. Renamed the town to kind of fix this this issue they have. And then also that entire thing when he's talking about poisoned meat and you said it yourself, soldier, ask not. Uh, do you enjoy seeing under the rule of the gun? In the older one, it's actually very religious. Like he talks about, um, do you enjoy seeing children under the rule of, rule of the gun when they could be under his hands and says something like uh, the one who makes, you know, lambs lie down with lions and stuff like that. Like... Yeah, they did. They did. That, that wasn't. Yes. Not in this one. <laughs> but pretty much, they, uh, Roland and Cuthbert. So you imagine two kids, just hiding under the stairs. Their precious cook, the one that helped them, that always saved them. They're now overhearing is a, pretty much a traitorous. Yeah. Yep. Um. Next couple things, I think we're getting to the point. We need to kind of skip forward yes. a little bit. The uh, only, there's a couple yeah. vital points I want to get over before we end this. Get through yeah. the last ten, eight, six, seven pages real yeah. quick. The only, the last part I will mention about that is Roland's reaction. He said, I could have killed them. Roland thought, frozen and fascinated. I could have killed them both with my knife. Slit their throats like hogs. So he's, he's talking about he's, betrayal. He's talking yes. about treason. He's talking about taking down and killing everyone. Yes. And this is somebody that... He says, Hacks, he thought, bewildered. Hacks, who put a... What is it? A poultice on my leg that time. Hacks. And then his mind snapped closed, cutting off the subject. And the next thing I want to bring up before we jump too much further is him talking to his father. Yes. There's a very interesting point right there. And I didn't write what page it was on. Well, uh, mine's... I know it's not far, but it's right here somewhere. Mine's 119 with Stephen. And that's the... They didn't mention his name in the book. It's just his father. Oh. Like the old one. It, hmm. Kind of his father's arrived in this port. Yes. Both of you court. And I'll go to the little... I think... Okay, was... I think it's on this page. Uh, told me why. The boy's eyes whine. How could... How could I not... Treason was the boy's father waved a hand curtly. If you did it for something as cheap as a ch uh, school book idea, you did it unworthily. Unworthily, I would rather see all of Taunton poisoned. Ooh. Yeah. It's like I think I think treason's good enough reason. Personally, <laughs> apparently you don't. No. I, well, that's the like for him. I think it's because he knew that Roland was feeling something else. So 
So it's like, if you're going to blame it on treason, you know, I'd rather see them all die. <laughs> and that actually pulled Roland out of it. And he's like, I didn't. I wanted to kill them. Both of them. Liars. Black liars. Snakes. They. And then, of course, you know, he's like, go what? ahead. They hurt me. He finished. Defiant. They changed something and it hurt. I wanted to kill them for it. I wanted to kill them right there. And pretty much his father understood. He's like, yeah, that's crude, but he, he knows that's true to Roland. Like, mm-hmm. you actually gave me a true answer that you felt, well, not something as treason. Another small little thing I want to hear is his father nodded. That's crude, Roland. Yeah. But not unworthy. Not moral either, but it's not your place to be moral. In fact, he peered at his son. Morals may always be beyond you. Once again. You are not quite like Cuthbert. Or Vanny's boy. That's all right, though. It will make you formidable. The boy felt both pleased and troubled by this. He'll... Oh, he'll hang, the boy nodded. I want to see it. The elder Deshane threw his head back and roared laughter. Not as a formidable as I... Not as formidable as I thought. Or perhaps just stupid. But yeah, that's... <laughs> Once again, it kind of nods to who Roland is as a person. Mm-hmm. And also just the relationship he has with his father as far as... It's not, it's, not, not really yeah. a, a father-son relationship. No, really it's, it's almost as bad as court sometimes. But, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like he knows his father's moods and... He's, his father seems to know his moods. So it's not like the closest relationship, but they kind of get each other. Um, I want to jump through the gallows real quick. Yes. Like, really jump through and get to, like, 19, where there's one thing I want to mention and then finish it off personally. Because okay. they go to the gallows. Yes. They go where they're going to hang hacks. Yes. Pretty much his father says, okay, you want to see it? Go. Fine, you see it. Um, court gives him bread to break under. They don't understand why until they get there. And there's mm-hmm. a bunch of birds there. Okay, so the birds are going to feed They're, they're yeah, going to eat yeah, it. It's and this is to entice them even more to come yes. here. So they watch it. So pretty much they get there. They want to go up onto the thing. And no, of course, there's nobody there. So they want to go up there. And suddenly fear hits them. And Cuthbert's like, I don't want to do this. And that's kind of when Roland is like, maybe he's not meant to be a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Like, but they do it. And then Cuthbert ends up changing his mood quite a bit. Yes. Okay, I know what line you're going for. I just found it. Well, there's two things. Yes. There's the very end of the very end. But right before that, we come back to the real world. Okay. Um, But right then, it says, uh, right when after the hang, he's like, it was good, Cuthbert said suddenly. It, I, I liked it. I did. So he pretty much is a, he saw justice and he was pleased by it in a way. But yes. So they are finally back in the world, real world. It doesn't really... It kind of just jumps back as though they've been traveling for a while now. So the story is long behind. Yes. And if I, he follows the vector of Jake's finger upward, past the rise of the green plain to the naked and flashing cliffs of gorges above it, up on, on up toward the snow cap itself, faint and far, nothing but a tiny dot. It might have been one of those... Motes that dance properly in front of the eyes, except of its consistency. The gunslinger beheld the man in black. 
after all this time of chasing him, you see this little dot hopping up the mountain. You're like... Finally, his first glimpse of the man in black. And once again, he doesn't feel... No. He doesn't look at... Feeling nothing but pre... A premonition. Oh, but a premonition of sorrow. That's him, Jake. Do you think we'll catch him? Not on this side. On the other. And not if we stand here talking about it. But yes, they move forward. And it's just... For me, it was that last part because it said, because it was different from the end, it ended differently in the original. But it said, except perhaps the road to the tower, there Ka might show its true face. Once again, Ka not mentioned in the original. The boy, the sacrifice, his face innocent and very young in the light of their tiny fire had fallen asleep over his beans. The gunslinger covered him with the horse blanket and then curled up to sleep himself. Yes, my biggest thing here was the, the boy, boy, the, the sacrifice. sacrifice, which was my very last point. The boy, <laughs> the sacrifice. Again, pre, like, well, come. You, it's like, he's already, what are you doing? Just, do you have to keep, yeah, we're done. I'm done. We're to the tower. Yeah. Show the true face. The boy, the sacrifice. No, we rushed to the end. But this is long. We yeah. said it was going to be shorter. We said that. I, we said it at the beginning. This is going to be shorter. This is going to be as bad, not as long. There's not as many pages. We're not going to go through the book as much. And we didn't. I think, though, I think that this one had a lot. I'm sorry, guys, okay? <laughs> this but, one's longer than the other one. Well, we also had some pause moments. And no, 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 no. I promise it's going to be longer than the original, I think. Or okay. Almost exactly. But here is the thing. I think that this time we had a lot better discussion compared to last episode where it was, look through the book. What? What? Wait, what what did you say? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, I think that this one was actually more discussion. So if that's... I'm cool with it then. No, we're cool. We're cool. Apparently, this is going to be a two-hour podcast every time, and it's just going to be what it is. Uh, But it was great. The next chapter will be the Oracle... And the Mountain, Chapter 3 of The Gunslinger. Yes. And that will be next Monday. Next Monday. Yep. As always. So next Monday, um, keep coming back. Uh, Tuesday is Would You If. Thursday is... Breaking Prism. Nope. 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 Tuesday is Breaking Prism. (laughs) Thursday is Would You If. And Friday is What's in the Box. Our ranting, raving... If you liked this, think of... This with not this material and just us going off topic and just ranting and yes. doing stuff. Pretty much any tangent that we had, like from the gunslinger to suddenly talking about Constantine. Imagine that, except the entire podcast. Yeah, yeah that's what that's going to be. So that's fun. We enjoy that. It's on Friday. Ends out the week. We enjoy it. Um, other than that, if you enjoyed it, please throw a like on there. Throw a comment. If you didn't enjoy it, throw a dislike. Let us know why. Yes. We've got a couple of dislikes it- at the moment. I'd like to know why they're there. Yes. Is it is it the length? Is that what's wrong with you? Come on. We don't know. It, it wasn't even on this. Doesn't yes. matter. But if you enjoyed it, throw a like, comment. You reach me at BJJ Gamer. Reach Amanda at KZ Bup. Reach the show at Beyond Our Focus on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. So yeah. we're on all kinds of things. We're also on just a crap ton of podcast services. So you can check <laughs> those. You can listen to it as you do other things. Um, anything else? 
Nope, I think that's good. Awesome. Then that would be it. We hope you come back next week. Hope you enjoyed this one. But till next time, be well. <laughs>